So, why don't you turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. I mean, my dad doesn't know what I'm talking about. Or, and again, it's always similar how God just works in this. And who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? Um, let me just get 2 Corinthians 5. Um, the title is, uh, Do You Know Who I Am? <laughs> Do you know, who am I? That's the, the title. Who am I? Do you know who I am? Who are you? So there's three titles. Pick one. <laughs> Whatever you'd like to call it. It's about, it's about you. Who am I? Oh, and the DNA. Come on. That's a good one. Um, so let's read you in 2 Corinthians 5. And the, a very known scripture. Everybody knows this. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, say, that's me. Yeah, if anyone is in Christ, say, that is me. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Some of the other translations say all things. All things. All things. All things. Okay. Have passed away. That means the old. All of the old have passed away. Behold, all things. Say all things. Not some things. All things. Have become new. Can we, can we read that last one? New. It's not have become fixed up. All things are now panel beaded. All things are now uh, clean. Uh, like you, yes, you've been washed by the blood and you have been made whiter than snow. But you've got to understand, um, if I take something and I dye it, I just thought of this illustration. We spoke about it a while ago. If I take a white cloth, pure white, beautiful, nice French linen, and you take that beautiful whiteness or that Egypt, no, that per perfect beauty, beauty, and dip it in red dye, and you pull it out, and you say, now make it clean. You know, there's nothing in this world that can get that back to pure white. That can get it to that. The only thing, how do we undo the dye? You make it brand new. You reverse it all. You, as if it never was in dye ever. That's the new we're talking about. Now, let me quit. I was sitting on stage thinking about this new thing, and, and I was thinking, wow, man, how can I illustrate this the best way? Because we've got to have an understanding. When something was something, there's a guitar. A guitar, beautiful guitar, Right? Um, when you press a chord, it plays that chord, right? You can get, that didn't sound too good now, but you get a nice sound out of it, right? If something's made brand new, it, it doesn't look like the guitar anymore. It's new. It doesn't have the same thing. It's now a speaker. So it doesn't. I can press all the chords I think supposed to be on a guitar on the speaker. It's not designed now to do that anymore. It's new. The problem is with a lot of what we've been doing is we've lived from a place where we still think we're guitars. We're just new guitars. You're not a guitar anymore. You're a new creation. That word creation means it as if it's never existed before. None, nothing like it. It's not even in the same spectrum. It doesn't do the same stuff. It's made brand new. You have been born again, 
not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. Different realm, different... You have been made brand new. What religion has done is taken that old man, dragged it with you, and said, okay, fix this old guy by doing better things. You can't go to the club anymore. You can't drink alcohol anymore. You can't smoke anymore. You can't do this anymore. You have to be, everything has to, now I have to be better. And I have to be nice to everyone. I can't, can niemand meer a club No fights. You can't be that. You're like, all these different things. Now you have to look right, dress right, be right. So we drag this old Adam with us all the time because religion says, actually, that's still there. So you got to fix it by doing a bunch of stuff. You're working on this dead thing. If it's dead, it's dead. Who liked what Martinus was saying about praying for a dead person? You can't make a deader, right? <laughs> it's still dead. It's dead. There's, there is something about understanding what it looks like to be a new creation. Who am I? Who's this new being? Because I don't think we've been living to the full potential of this being. You know, I can, I can try and use this speaker as a guitar. All day, all night long, it will never reach its potential. Well, let's turn it around. I used to be a stupid old speaker. Now I'm a guitar, man. Yeah, I think that's a better way to put it. I used to be this, but now I've got to learn how to play the chords of this guitar. And it's going to be used to do something greater than what it's ever been before. Because now there's something different. You are different and about this creation and what i this i gotta learn what this is and i realized that a lot of us have been living even me constantly learning what is god saying to me now understanding what he wants to do in me now is realizing this incredible fact that i've never truly known what is this new creation let me be honest moses lifts up a stick a stalk, not a special wand, not a Harry Potter wand. You got in something, and you go, Zim Salabim, Patronus, or whatever, like, and there the ocean went over because he got a special spell and a special wood. It's a stick. He lifted it up and it opened. Old Testament. What did the prophets do? Phenomenal things. How did Jesus operate? Walked on water, healed the sick, fed thousands. Phenomenal things. And he says, all of this is old. There is a generation coming that will do the same and greater. The world is waiting with expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. And I realized some people throughout history stepped in and kind of understood a little bit of what God meant when he said you are born again. When he said you are not born. So, uh, John 3 verse 6, 7 says that you are not born of the flesh. You are born of the spirit. That means I've got to understand spiritual. I, I cannot. He says walk by faith. When I was listening to how simple and beautiful Minus, you know, I realized this one thing about Minus. Minus, as he was bringing truth, he wasn't just kind of just giving you just a, a little bite. No, he was massaging the truth into us. By the end of three days, man, all I could think was faith, 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 faith. No, he massaged that truth into us. What is happening is that we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. There's an element of life that is 
faith and here's the beauty of this thing is is if you do not become like a child you won't have any of these things in you wow so we're talking about maturity with a childlike faith so i have a great understanding with a childlike expectance oh i know the word with a childlike faith there's something about that child the child's understanding is knowing and trusting and believing. I think it's Romans 16 says, be innocent of evil. Innocent of evil. Wow. That means I just, I don't see evil anymore. I don't see the bad anymore. I'm not interested in what is wrong or interested. I'm only interested in Jesus. There's a childlikeness that he calls us to. That when I see so many people, they, the more they know the world or the longer they walk with God, they lose the childlikeness. I was listening, if you want to listen to one of the greatest sermons probably in our time and in our generation is the sermon of Bill Johnson three days after his wife passed. If you can go on to Bethel's site, I'll say it publicly because I think it is equivalent to the Beatitudes of Jesus preaching on a mountain. I have not listened to a sermon in my lifetime that have shocked me and, and, and not shocked, but have shaken my faith in the depths of it and realized how deep is my faith and how much do I love Jesus. Because the heart that is connected to the Father cannot be shaken. And some of you might not know, sorry, maybe I, I should have retracted that. Uh, if, you don't, if you know Bill Johnson from, from Bethel, his wife passed away a week or two ago. And um, after years of praying for her for, for healing of cancer. And she died. And three days after her death, he stood up and preached. And he said, I love Jesus. I don't understand any of this, but I love Jesus. I don't have to understand everything. The problem is the church wants to take out mystery. We want to live in a place where there's no more mystery. We want to live in a place where we want to know everything, understand everything. God does not work our way. We walk by faith and not by sight. When we want to take away the mystery, we take away who God is. There's a mystery. There's something about God that only... You know, one of, I don't want to quote his sermon because I, I wasn't planning on preaching his sermon. But one of the things that, one of the beautiful things he was saying is this. When he says, rejoice in the Lord always, that scripture was there to me. The only time we can rejoice in the Lord always is if we also have times when we don't feel like rejoicing. In the midst of a storm. There's only on this side of death. Do we have the place where we can choose to bring a sacrifice of praise? Only on this side. In heaven, you'll never have it. Because there's no, there's no need to bring a sacrifice of praise. There's no need for, there's no heartache, there's no pain. But you have a moment that in the midst of the, the deepest pain for you to decide and choose to worship God. That's something that you experience and do that you cannot do. That's a privilege. You know what he calls it? A privilege. His wife's just passed away. 
And he calls that moment when he brings praise to God in the midst of a devastating moment as a sacrifice of praise. What a privilege I have to bring you praise in that moment. Oh man, that's beating the devil upside the head. That's going like, Lord, you are greater than one. He says, though I go through the valley, there's something about God that I can only understand when I'm in a valley. But we run away from that. Because we don't want to walk by faith. We want to walk by sight. We have, we're not the childlike faith. We're, we're designed to be the guitar, but we're constantly trying to be a speaker. He's designed us for something different. You have a different DNA. It's called Holy Spirit. It says walk by faith, live by faith, operate different than what you've been doing. You're called to be different. You're called to act different, talk different, live different, see different. Let's talk about the eyesight of the new man. He sees the things that be not as though they were. Whew. He confesses. Let's talk about his faith talk. He confesses the things that be not as though they were. This, it's different. There's something different about who we are as the new creation. Got a few more minutes. As a new creation, we talk different. We live different. We operate different. He made a statement and. I don't know why I'm, no, this wasn't planning, but he says you can only go in your friendship with the Lord where his lordship has already been. I'm going to say that again. You can only go in your friendship with God where his lordship has already been. See, he is my friend, but he's my Lord first. So what's part of this new nature? Obedience. This was never meant to be a suggestion. But the new generation church reads the Bible as suggestions. His Lord, done. Where he takes me in his lordship is where I can flourish in my friendship. Then he's, then he's my friend. Because he's been my Lord first. Who's this new creation? What do we operate in? You know, I look at, I look at Jesus when I want to say, like, how do I live? How do I need to live? Then I look at Jesus. Wasn't he the ultimate example in his relationship with the Father? He says, I say nothing, do nothing. If I haven't seen the Father, do it or say it. Just operate. How does he do? He has a prayer life. It's not a suggestion. You know, I'm not speaking law today. I'm speaking out of a place of grace where we truly understand who he is. My prayer time is a necessity for the new creation. I, the problem is we don't think we need it. When you're designed to live from it. A lot of times my, reading my word is a necessity. Not to win his approval. Or to get him to answer my prayers. No, I'm a new creation. I need this. It's what I function on because I'm not a speaker anymore. I'm a guitar. 
There's something about the chords i got to understand. There's something about the strumming. And when I truly kick into this, man, I'm going to be playing lead guitar. I'm going to be doing some solos in the spirit. But as long as I'm, I'm half-assing this thing, excuse for the word, because that's really it. <laughs> and the word just came out. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Where are we going to be? At the same place with the same circumstances, the same nation, and another pandemic is going to hit, and the church is going to be at the same place. We're not going to see the sick healed. We're not going to see the dead rise because everything that we're doing is just for me. We've lived, we're living at a place where we're trying to be the speaker when we were designed to be the guitar. You know, I wanted to use this as an example, and I couldn't find some elastic bands yesterday. Can you believe it? I couldn't find elastic bands. But when you take an Afrikaans, a raki, you take that little elastic band you put, and you put it in your hand and you throw it. How far does it go? It just drops here. But that elastic band has the potential to go there. But I am using it incorrectly. Why? Because it's not getting what? Stretched. Ah, oh, there's one. Thank you. That's good. Thank you so much. This little elastic band, without being stretched, can never reach its potential. When it's stretched, yes, I hope I shoot it well now. It goes much further. God is calling His church to a place where He wants to stretch you. But we're not willing to be stretched. We're not willing to be stretched in our obedience. We're not willing to be stretched in our faith. We're not willing to be stretched in our giving. We're not willing to be stretched in our service. We're not willing to be stretched by the Spirit because we're not making the time to be stretched. We're not going to that moment where we're being with God. Like, God, stretch me. Work this in me. I, there's more to me. I know it. I'm, laying, I'm getting on the altar. You know what I love about the Abraham and Isaac story? Isaac was a 20, in his 20s. And when the word there to bind him doesn't mean he, he tied his feet. No, he tied his hands. But his feet, he had to get onto the altar himself. But what was the dad confessing? Old Testament. Listen, listen to this. He says, Where are we going? Dad, there's no lamb. What does the dad say? God will supply. God will provide. The dad is confessing. When they come to the place and they say, where, where are you going? You stay behind. Me and my son are going where? To go and worship. And then we will return. Old Testament dad walking with the son. You know, that's when the son comes. Childlike faith. Dad, if you believe it. I believe it. I'll get on the altar and I'll walk by faith because you walk by faith. Abraham is the father of faith. Do we even realize what just happened in that space? God says, the, thing I, the very thing you've been waiting for, not the very thing you prayed for and got, the very thing you've been waiting for, for years, give it back to me. Kill it. I don't think right now across the world that the majority, you know what I think? Majority of the church would say, huh, no chance. 
I'm going to another church where I can hear God better. I'm leaving this church. That's not the church for me. God says, give it back to me. Because here's the thing. The very thing that takes up your time and your attention is your God. It's your God. It's not, listen, if your job has more of your affection and your job, your job's your God. If your phone has more time than what you spend in the Word, it's your God. Please don't pray to God, pray to Samsung, pray to iPhone. Don't pray to God because He's not your God. That's your God. Let them answer you. You see how long you wait. You never get an answer. Your job's all your attention, all your focus, all your, your children. Listen, please don't give me. I love children, and I think it's per, family is important, life is important. But if that takes up more than your time than spending with God and having influence in them, they your God. And your attention is there, not with who the Father is. I'm not saying spend all your lifetime in this building and be. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the affection of your heart. Your time and trust and effort goes into that thing that consumes it all instead of what the Word is. You're a new creation. You've got to act differently. You've got to operate differently. I thank God for parents that said, listen, church is first. God's first. And I'm like, no, nah, I've got homework. Leave your homework. You're going to church. You didn't plan right. Next time, plan right. Like, okay, we're going to church. <laughs> and what did, we, what did we experience when we got to church? Encounter. What did we see? Faith. What did we see? New creation. I've got so much more. You have to watch the next service for the rest. I've got to stop now. We walk by faith, not by sight. The just shall what? Live. By faith. Live by it. It's not in the natural. It's not on the natural. The childlike faith. We just close our eyes for a moment. Ephesians chapter 5 talks about, it says, be imitators as children. What, is it, what does a child want to do? It wants to learn. All it wants to do from a young age, all it wants to do is just like, show me. I want to learn. Dad, I'm there by the car. Mom, I'm in the room. Show me. How does makeup work? What is this? There's always a million questions. What does a child do? It imitates by questions. It asks questions. It wants to know, learn, grow. How do we operate in the kingdom? Childlikeness. So Holy Spirit, teach me. Lord, reveal to me. Show me. I need to understand. Stretch me. Mold me for me. I cannot stay the speaker. I've got to be understanding who I am as a guitar. I haven't been a speaker for years. I've been changed. I've been transformed. I'm a new creature in Christ. My DNA has changed. Show me, Lord. Father, I pray today over this church. There is a revival of faith happening. There is a, a movement in the happening that we've never seen before. A faith that rises, an understanding of the Spirit, like we're hearing your voice like we've never heard before. Flow in the, Lord, there is something about a prayer, a revival of prayer that's happening. For we are a new creation. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, I thank you for this today.
May you truly stir in every heart in this place. May we worship you like we've never done before. May the distractions and the things that we've allowed to come in fall away. May the stuff we have held on to that we have been that's been Lord over our life, the things that have taken away the attention. Listen, Satan can't get you unsaved. You know what he can get? You can get you distracted. That's all he's doing with the church. He's keeping you distracted with the natural things. He's putting your value into things that will fall away. When the word says, build your house on the rock. That check can change. That budget can change. That life can change. That job, anything else that you're putting into that, that can leave you in an instant. He can't. Thank you for that, Lord, today. Stretch us, Lord. Stretch us. We want to grow. We want more of you. We love you, Jesus. Come right there. I want you to leave with more love in your heart for who he is and what he has done. That's the goal of this message. It's all Jesus. It's you, Lord. I thank you for that today. Holy Spirit, you preach the rest. You do the rest. You work this in our heart. I thank you for it, Lord, today. In Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. I hope it's stirred in your heart. Get yourself an elastic band. Put it around your arm and may it remind you all the time. Lord, stretch me (laughs) so I can go where you need me to be. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you.